testimony of God's grace in the life of Madison Brennan. My mother raised my sister and I in a Christian home, and I was baptized around seven years old. Being so young, I did not realize what it truly meant to be a Christian. My whole childhood, my dad was in and out of my life due to addiction, and when he was home, it was a very toxic environment. My mom did her best to get us to church every Sunday morning and Wednesday evening for most of my life. However, I never felt connected with any of the other girls in my church. I felt like they had such a solid relationship with God, and I could not figure out how to have the same. I had a typical middle and high school experience, and I went through the motions of going to church when my family would go. I would sing the songs and listen to the sermons, but never felt any personal calling or really anything at all. I had been told my whole life that Jesus died for my sins, but I never thought to question what that really meant. To me, sin meant glaring issues, and no one had ever explained to me that I am a sinner to my core, that it is not an issue of actions, but an issue of the heart. I did not have a solid church community around me as a youth, nor a clear understanding of the gospel. Therefore, when I became an adult and could make my own decisions, I stopped attending church regularly. I was living a self-righteous life as a young adult, but always considered myself a Christian, thinking me and God were fine because I was good enough on my own. I didn't consider myself a sinner. I wasn't committing any major sins. I always had a steady job. I was in school just living a normal life, respecting the same moral standards that most people follow. But something was missing. I felt like I was waiting on something, on this huge void in my heart to be filled. I would constantly compare my life to those around me and online. I was hopeful that eventually this missing element would be filled with a husband and with babies and the happy Instagram life that others seemed to have. Once that happened, I'd be happy and content. But the hole in my heart seemed to grow and the knot in my stomach was tightening. A friend that was involved in Midtree invited me to join her and her family at the farmhouse. I loved the realness of the environment, the relatability of the sermons, and finally heard the gospel explained fully and clearly. Over many months of attending, getting plugged in, and conversations with my friend, God opened my heart to the truth that I needed a Savior. The truth that no created thing, be it a baby or an Instagram-worthy life, would make me happy or complete. What I really needed was the Creator. I finally realized I had been making created things idols, that sin was not just obvious moral failures, but my everyday heart attitudes towards God or my thoughtlessness of God altogether. I finally understand why Jesus was necessary and what grace was. Here I was, never really giving God the time of day, thinking I was good enough on my own and that I deserved what everyone else seemed to have but what I deserved was eternal separation from him. But instead, he took my punishment upon himself and gave me a new heart, one that acknowledges him as Lord and Savior. I realized that my earthly father may have failed, but God never would. Even if I got everything I wanted, I now understood the void in my heart would never be filled with it by anything but him. 
I would like to say that I live every day now feeling completely content, but that would not be true. But it also would not allow me to remember my need for him day by day and minute by minute. As number six says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Madison, based on your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father. Yeah, do it now. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So proud of you. Hello. Uh, I'm Taylor. I'm the guy that he's going to be holding underwater until the bubbles stop. <laughs> I think that's what I heard. Um, barefoot with blue jeans. That's now I, how I imagine I'd get baptized, and I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Will, Will said something earlier about the gospel, and this is my uh, version of what is the gospel. Um, the gospel is the answer to our salvation. The gospel is God's gift to us for our brokenness. The gospel is God's Son, both all man and all God. The gospel is the price he paid for our salvation. The gospel is a man who walked this earth in perfection without sin. The gospel is Jesus Christ and the life and death and resurrection of him. The gospel is God's good news to us. So I, I run into uh, burning buildings for a living. I've been shot at and... Um, I've seen people at their worst, and let me tell you something. This is probably the scariest thing I've ever had to do, so bear with me. <laughs> okay. Um, I was born into a church family. We attended church quite a lot. I followed the church tradition and asked God to, quote, unquote, come into my heart. But my heart was far from that of a warm-hearted Christian. I was introduced to sex at a very young age. Oh, viewer discretion advised, parents. Just... Uh, to a very young age, um, porn and women really uh, ruled nearly my adolescence until I started using drugs at the age of 14. I've always struggled with suicide. At 11 was the first time that I've tried to take my life. And I've always struggled with this darkness deep down inside of me, and I couldn't tell you why. At 15, I was, in, I was heavy into cocaine and alcohol and any drug I could get my hands on. My youth was a big blur, and I barely graduated high school. I never even took the SAT. At the age of 19, I had my first child. I was a kid having a kid, and I was a terrible father in the beginning. Around my mid-20s, I had another kid who I didn't even meet until he was one and a half years old. I was in denial, and I had slowed down on drugs simply because I couldn't afford them. I was up to my neck in child support and debt. And I was mad at God for him for giving me children. I didn't want children, but yet I had two boys, and it reflected in my parenting. I was mad. I, I denounced God. I cursed him. I called him out, and I began openly calling myself an atheist. Over the next few years, I had began to not, quote, unquote, hate God and began calling myself a Christian again. I was what you now call a Facebook Christian. Someone who says they're a Christian when everything in my life showed a completely different story. Around this time, around this time I met my wife. 
I've broken my wife's trust more than I wish I could remember. I've had affairs, and my addiction to sex was growing. My career as a firefighter has hardened my heart from things that I've seen on the job, and I never realized how numb I was, connect- I was to my disconnected heart. The evil that this world is capable of producing is unbelievable at times. I've, had, I've held more dead babies than I would care to remember. And from that came a very hard heart and an addiction to prescription medications and more and more pain for my family. I had been kicked out of my house, living at my mother's. At the same time, I was injured on the job and couldn't walk. Crawling on the belly to the bathroom floor, feeling the urge to end my life as usual. I felt God calling to me. I begged God for forgiveness and tried to open my heart as much as I wanted to commit my heart would not let me in. I thought I knew how to be a real warm-hearted believer, but I was wrong. I felt like God could never forgive me for my sins. How ignorant I was to think that my sins were so bad that the powerful, loving God I worship was strong enough, wasn't strong enough to forgive me. As my quest continued, I learned the concept of grace and the true meaning of what a Christian seeking God and seeking repentance was. If you think temptation is hard, go out into a world that you lived in as a non-believer and tell them you're a Christian. My personal battle, my personal battle with prescription medications had hit an all-time high. I was numb and I loved it, but it was killing the people around me. I don't have an answer for why I am the way I am. I had a great childhood, a mother who never stopped being a parent who always showed me unconditional love. There's something broken inside of me, something that I realize only God could fix. I put my wife, my mother, my kids through my kids through pure hell. My wife is a strong-hearted woman whose faith shines bright based on her ability to see the good in me when sometimes I can only see dark. If you're listening to this and you want an example of how powerful and loving my God is, look at my wife and my marriage. Through all the damage and destruction I did to my wife and our relationship, it is still standing, and not just standing, it's stronger than ever. The forgiveness and love my wife is able to show me, which, which, which took a lot of time, was nothing short of God's true love and grace for her and our marriage. Through God's grace, I have beaten my addiction to pills and am striving to live in the gospel, live through God's word and live in repentance. My story is different than most. I struggled with my faith for a long time, even attending this church for almost two years. I have still trouble opening my heart to God. I don't have all the answers. Most of the time, I don't even understand the question. But the Holy Spirit lives deep within me. And my heart is growing little by little, day by day. I continue to sin every day, just as every other Christian. But also, just like you, I strive to separate myself from my demons and ask for forgiveness when I fall. We all fall. And then, we all fall now and again, but it's the true believer who recognizes his sins and begs for forgiveness and gets back up and thanks God for his forgiveness. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, 
Courage to, cha- courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Thank you. You did it. Taylor, based on your profession of faith and obvious, very clear understanding of the gospel, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.